All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, we're all here. We may as well do a show. Are we all here? We are all here. I mean, I'm here, but am I all we here? Should, uh, we should do a podcast. Podcast. Barnburner here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. All the rage. Tower Chrysler continuing all month long. Drop off and especially, uh, you won't know this, Redster, but it's the Redster. bitterly cold uh, here in the city of Calgary. It's gotten very chilly. Sunday, what, Monday even. Beautiful. Yeah. Last couple of days, snow, cold. Uh, the mustard seed will be the beneficiary. Swing by Tower Chrysler and donate any winter clothes items, the coats, boots, mitts, gloves, hand warmers. At the dealership, they've got the Ram right in the uh, showroom. Load it up, drive it down to the mustard seed at the end of the month, and if you do drop by and donate, you'll go into a prize draw, and that'll be drawn at the end of the month. Love it. There you go. Better people than us. Tower Chrysler, just great. That is, that is cold, Dean. Yeah, it's chilly here, buddy. Yeah, it's chilly, bud. I was golf yesterday, right? Zero here. Golf was good yesterday. I hit some nice drives. I've got a bit of a glitch in my, uh, you know, my approach shots. But whatever, right? Glitch in the approach. Glitch in the approach, yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez, yeah, lost the ball again. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that. Heard that. It's, uh, hey, uh, get your helmet on. It's a game day. Oh, boy. The, uh, The Flames are in Arizona. Yes, sir, to take on the Coyotes. The I lowly, don't like this one bit, Dave. The lowly Coyotes who... No, are, not lowly. Come on. Are on a nine-game point streak. That's right. <laughs> the hottest team in the NHL. No one has a longer active point streak. So Son you watch bitch. your mouth, lowly. And great home record. Up and coming. Plucky. Four in a row at home. 3-0-2 last five. Per, they haven't lost in uh, in February in regulation. And like as I said, 5-0-4, nine-game point streak which if it's not the the hottest team they're tied for the hottest stretch right now in the in the national hockey league i mean clearly so what are you, what are got them right where they want them got them right where they want them they're so flames. hot the flames will think they're a good team and they'll play well yeah that's what it is uh dan vladar gonna be the starter we understand whispers of such whispers nothing public yet i'd be it makes sense given what we've watched, right? You lose, you kind of lose the crease. Vladar suddenly has lost back-to-back games. Yep, and he's 13-2-3, 10-2-3 in his last 15, so like, give him a run. I know, I'm not It's two that. losses in a row, for Great sure. Great trade bait. Great trade bait. I don't know that he is. Yeah. He's not the guy you kind of want to keep. Why? He's cheap. It's cheap, no, cheap, you got cheap. the wolf. Ow! Yeah. I on, like the Wolfman. Are you not going to have Markstrom, Vladar, and Wolfie? Come on, Wolfie. Yeah. I think the one you'd like to move isn't Vladar. Is that the Wolf? No, that's Ryan O'Reilly's oh, that's, dog. Yeah, that's growling at you. Snickers or whatever that dog, that whatever was, that dog was. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about the game 
a few things we need to get to. Now, are you big on the Twitter, Rhett? Oh, he's huge. On, he's on the Twitter? Rhettster44. He's massive on Twitter. Yeah. What kind of stupid question is that? I'm huge. Well, then you would know that. Well, mind you, you're not in Canada. I took a, a screen grab last night. I was uh, on, on the tweeter. Yeah. And you like to see what's trending, what's happening, what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah. in our country. What are people talking about, right? Well, I want to get the pulse. And I click on, on, the, on the Twitter yeah. to see what's, what's trending. And yeah. okay, yeah, that, well, that makes sense. And do we have a shot here? Look at this. Whoa. Jeez. Trending in Canada. Frank Saravalli. Those are three pretty big names. Talk hey? about superstars. Um, wow. Kevin Durant, DeMar Hamlin, and Frank Saravalli. What'd you do, Frank? Three of the biggest news stories in sports this year. Wow. Did we did we miss something? or what? Because uh, Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider, joins us. Were you uh, up to no good? Yeah, usually when you're trending on Twitter, you should fear for your job because that usually means that you did something entirely inappropriate yeah. or were caught on a hot mic somewhere. One could only hope that that happens to me at some point, mm -hmm. but at this point, it was merely just angering Leafs Nation. Oh, is that what it was? So, so who bailed you out today? Is that We didn't get that part. I like no you more and more. Out. It, it's gonna get, it, it'll continue as every goal that Ryan O'Reilly scores, I'm pretty sure, from here on until April 14th. But that's where the fun begins because I don't care if Ryan O'Reilly scores 60 goals between now and the end of the season. Oh, I saw matter. it today. So were you poo-pooing the trade? The Is that what this stems from? I said that when I, when I watched Ryan O'Reilly really closely this year and looked through all the trade comps, that realistically he was not a first-round pick return. And he got a first, second, third, and fourth. So I would classify that as an overpay. Now, I understand a manner in which Ryan O'Reilly can help the Leafs and be an impact player, but it's still it can be two things at one time. He can be helpful and impactful, and he can also still be an overpay. Yeah, and I think uh, you'd be happy to overpay if you can get over that hump that they've been, right? I, I mean, see. it's it's a piece that... So you were a friggin' idiot is what it was. That's well, it's three games. Yeah. Obviously, with the, yeah. the book's been written. Frank was wrong. There's no runway left. There, there's no like I, it's par for the course apparently like the the apparently. we should do like a mean next time i come on after the deadline we should do a mean tweet segment because i've gotten that. some absolute beauties in the last 24 hours <laughs> yeah, i didn't I mean, mind the deal but it, i i think it's probably more less to do with the price and more to do that it's last call for toronto in a sense before they got to give an extension out in the next couple of years to nylander and to uh, obviously Austin Matthews, like last calls the wrong way to put, but like your chips in. So, okay. You paid a couple picks more than you should have, whatever. They're late picks. Okay. So let me throw this at you. Late picks. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's a pick that'll probably be what? 28 fish around there. The first rounder. Like we can't so, call that the same as so picking the in thing. the teens. Ryan, what? It's not a late pick. It's what a first round. What would need to happen in order for you to deem this a success? And this is my biggest issue: is well, everyone says, "Oh, the Leafs need to win a round," and I'm like, if the bar <laughs> is winning one round, you guys have lost the plot. Yeah, I think it's a deep run. It's at least two rounds, right? That's probably a better bar. If yeah, at least two. Like, like what? So what? What are we playing here for a a fourth place finish? Uh, top four is a long way from where they've been. I, I would say this too. I, I think there's a track record of them going and getting Ontario guys and being able to retain them at below market rates. And so if you can justify paying more for a guy, if you think you can keep him in the fold, but that's obviously speculation. I mean, Giordano's well below market. He's making less than a million bucks. That's crazy. He doesn't do that for another team. He's it's his hometown. Six, he's six years older, seven turning seven years older than Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, no, I'm not Ryan saying they're the same age. I'm saying it's undervalued. Right? On an extension somewhere in the five million dollar range, five to six million bucks. He's thirty-two. Like I could see him saying, you know what? If I peruse the market this summer, maybe I come back to the Leafs for a shade less than what I would get. But he's not gonna leave fifteen million dollars on the table to continue playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I I'm sorry, I don't know that many players that would, not at that age. He's not in the Giordano twilight of his career. And guess what? 
the Leafs thought that they were going to do the same thing with Nick Foligno, and they offered him a $1 million deal, and he went out and got three for multiple years from the, the Boston Bruins. So to sit here and say, well, he could be not, he could not just be a rental, I, it, it's pure speculation. Yep, and I just don't see a path forward for a team that cap-wise can't, manage it if you okay so you bring back ryan o'reilly mm-hmm. wave goodbye then to michael bunting yeah i mean uh, it's 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 speculating like i think mark jordano is much better than a league minimum guy at this point he can play top four that's, minutes that's, that's i mean that's right. not really the debate whether or not it's mark jordano it's did they overpay the yeah and i thought you could being. say they overpaid for jordano last year but they got him at least this year uh, yeah, look, it's. I think we'll, we'll see how this we grade this trade when the Leaf season's. Over, I, th- I right? think, and again, we'll move on because it's kind of old news. I think for the St. Louis Blues, I hate the Leafs. You you love it. You you won your cup. He was your captain. I don't know how much like he he's a guy that even before he went to St. Louis, people were talking about his heavy boots and how you know what his love for the game was lost in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. What's he got left in the tank? They. He was a very, he was very good to St. Louis. They got, they wrung everything out of him, which is not to say he's washed, but for them to have their captain win a cup and then get some picks and move on, you got to like it for them. And and just so we, I saw the NHL this morning while we're running down O'Reilly, mm. and maybe we're not. He had two goals last night, his first two in thirty seven seconds. That's the third shortest span separating a Leafs first and second career goals. Mark. Arcabello and Yuri Tulusti did it quicker. Some legends. So Let's take that to back, the rafters. Tulusti, Arcabello. Give a rat's ass. You deserve to be dragged for on Twitter for your shitty opinion. Did you hear those names? Uh, dude, so I, I, I want to pull up a couple of these now and just... And no, let's them. move on. It's I don't like, want to talk about is... the Leafs. Let's, okay. We can move There's on. There's better stuff. Yeah. Now, I didn't realize Pinder told me this morning you had a big guest on Frankly Speaking, the podcast. Just an owner type. Yeah, uh, Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon. And it was a great chat yesterday. Um, Tell us about this guy. Unique guy, right? Well, first off, it's actually pretty awesome. Um, So he, I I was wearing a Travis Matthew golf zip up. And before the interview even started, he's like, oh, love your shirt. And I just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm a golf fan, like golf nerd. And like I look up later as I'm trying to find out about his business, he owns the company. Yeah, so that yeah. was just a nice just call. sucking up, Frank. Good work, and, bud. Uh, <laughs> what a coincidence! Frank. I, honestly, I had no idea. So anyway, we talk we talk about uh, the stadium series, which I was at in Raleigh over the weekend, and then we start talking about the deadline. And he just this is an owner that is so uniquely involved in his team. He's taken the time to go and learn about how everything works. He's now, this is his fifth year as, as team owner and has asked all the right questions where he puts the time in, unlike a lot of other owners that pound their fists on the table and, and want someone to do something that may be outside of the norm or parameters. And he challenges their staff on different ideas. And so when he says something like this to me, which is we're ready to be more aggressive than we've ever been, like look out because that's, the owner telling you that they're going to do something big here. They have, and Red has talked about having the balls to make hard decisions as a, as an executive. And if you want to call him an executive, because as you say, he's, he's very much involved in what the team does. They have walked away from some very good players. Mm-hmm. And because you brought it up the other day, and I don't know if you have any more details on it, the kind of back and forth with Rod Brindamore, if Brindamore was ever really a threat to leave, what that contract negotiation was. Because again, I brought, the, Brindamore was on Spit and Chicklets, and he talked about the owner and how involved he is and truly how good he has been for that team and for everything. But you look mm-hmm. at the players that they've not cast away, but they just... Dougie Hamilton, we saw Tony D'Angelo here in town the other day. They're not afraid to have a hardline stance, and if it's too much, then it's too much, and they move on. It's actually incredible when you look back. It's one of the true sort of unwritten, untalked about things at this deadline of or how this season has unfolded of – how many guys the Hurricanes moved on from just last season? You mentioned O'Reilly, and he's really just one of them. 
Um, Trocheck, D'Angelo, Niederreiter, Ian Cole, Brendan Smith, Ethan Bear. Like it, it's 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 an incredible list of players. And then they bring in Pacioretty and he's hurt. Like they just they're willing to go out and really reshuffle their deck when they see fit. And the big thing I think I found is they're not when NHL teams look at free agency, they pay based on what you've done. And the Hurricanes are, I think, really big on paying for what you're going to do. And they're willing to cut the cord if they feel like a player has gotten to a point where they're not going to continue to produce at the level they were at. One of the other things they've done is they've got cap space almost every year. And you can take advantage of teams in a tough spot. Like you could pick up Brent Burns and get some money. And you could pick up Patch ready at a discount. Like it's I like would just compare their, their summer shopping list versus what prices would be now. And just because they had cap space, they've weaponized it maybe better than any other team. That's actually a playoff. Yeah, team. It's almost like the return they're getting for that player is the cap space at yeah. the end of that contract. That has to be valued in a real significant way. Like, you know, when you're looking at the San Jose Sharks, they're looking at Eric Carlson right now at this trade deadline as a vehicle to get them assets when really they're not properly valuing the cap space that could be created by moving on from him. If you were to equate that in, in real you know, value, it's significantly higher potentially than what you might be getting back because of the flexibility that it provides you. So it all depends on how you look at it to each their own, but I think the Hurricanes have acquitted themselves quite well since Dundon took over. Eastern Conference Final, they've won a round every year. Uh, they've been in a spot where now they can be aggressive. They've, they've been disciplined with their pick allocation. Uh, you mentioned their salary cap, and they've kept their prospects to the point where he, he doesn't – he also mentioned this in the interview. He doesn't believe in, a, in the idea of a window. His, his idea is if you do it right, you should be able to be competitive with young players every single year. And the reason you're able to get there is by not over-mortgaging your future in one or two deadlines. If you're smart about it, you can have a chance to win every year. How big is Brindamore to this whole equation? Because I got to think that he's the guy that when they make all those changes, he's the guy putting the team back together and creating that cohesiveness and everyone that comes in is happy to play for Rod Brindamore and the Hurricanes, right? If you have Daryl Sutter or another hard-nosed Mike Keenan, you can't operate that way. I don't think. I, I totally agree with you. And Dundon said some really interesting things. Like he said, I, I want to have Rod Brindamore here for the next 20 plus years if he'll do it. How many owners are out there saying that? And he said, if we don't win, he said, I got some advice when I took over the team from some other owners. And they said, here's what you do. You hire a GM and you hire a coach. And if they don't work out and you don't win or, or look like you're about to win in three years time, fire them and move on. And he's like, what sense does that make? If Rod Brindamore, who's a really good coach, if we're not able to win with him, it's because we failed in giving him the players to succeed. And so he's saying a lot of times I have to spend my time not being hard on Rod, but actually pumping him up after losses saying, it's okay, it's not your fault. It's such a unique relationship and window into how they're building things that they're doing. If like everyone in the league is going left, they're going right. And I mean, look, they don't have the hardware to show for it at this point, but I would take their process and where they're heading over just about any other team. Let's talk about the Flames. They're in Arizona tonight, Vegas tomorrow. They kind of they came through this stretch of games, and if you want to look at it and call you know, caution, you put, if you want to call Arizona a team that you that you would want it that below you in standing, be a winnable game. Uh, they've not done well in these winnable games as of late or over the last month or so. It's been losses to Chicago, and they needed overtime to beat Columbus, and they lost to Philly the other night. They're not faring well, Detroit and it's twice. backup goaltenders. Yeah, Detroit twice. So, and, and as we just kind of talked about, one of the hottest teams in the league right now is the Arizona Coyotes. So I don't know. It feels like it's treading water. I, we asked you a week ago, we'll ask you again with the deadline now a week closer. Uh, what's your sense on Treliving? Is he, he likes to beat the deadline, but he also likes to have a better sense as to what his team is. Yeah, I think by now, 
we've seen enough to know what your team is. Like there's not going to be some magical potion that gets dropped into the mix here over the next nine days until the deadline and say, that's it. I got it. I know where we're at. What this team is through the first almost 60 games is more or less what they are. And where that leaves the flames when it comes to the trade deadline is I would call them a lurker. I would call them a cautious, very cautious buyer in that given where this team is at in the standings, given how inconsistent they've been and given the cap situation and and assets that they have at their disposal to move, I would say that it makes sense for them to wait until the very last minute to see if they can find some value additions that aren't going to break the bank that can come in and help this team without really giving up a whole ton to do it. And I think of a team kind of like what Carolina did last year. They were in a position to buy, but they said, you know what? None of the guys on this market are real difference makers for us, so we're not going to do it. They waited until 259 and they traded for Max Domi for a sixth round pick. That's the type of deal that I'd imagine the Calgary Flames are going to be in for this year. I'm not saying Domi specifically, but wait until you can identify a player that you see value in where you can improve this team potentially on the margins and give them a better chance to get in without cutting your balls off for next year. I just see Luke Shen scratched in Vancouver for trade reasons. Yeah, it keeps getting shot down. What are you hearing on that? <laughs> I don't think he's top of the Flames list. Like, I think if the Flames had players to go after, that there's others that would be higher up on the list. And that's not a knock on Shen. I think the Sutter, um, you know, connection, thought process being that Daryl Sutter really likes a player of that style and magnitude. Uh, yes, uh, it's there. But... I think for what Vancouver is asking for right now, they're looking to get back a third round pick. I don't, I don't think Calgary sees Luke Shen as a real difference maker to go trade for. Uh, As for selling, like I think, you know, they're two out and Minnesota's got a game in hand. The interesting spot they find themselves, they got six, I think pretty good players that are UFAs, not this summer, but next. And given how tight the cap is, I wonder how you'd approach next year, the last year of Lindholm to Foley, Backlund, Tanev, Hannafin, Zadorov, would you if you see the right compensation, would you jump now, or do you feel like they want to reboot this thing and see if they can't get, you know, even a, a slight uptick in goaltending? I think the standings look a lot different. Yeah, I think you try and hang on to them and reboot if you can in the summer. Like when you look at the value that Tyler Toffoli has provided this season on that contract with one more year at four two five. Let's say you were to to go out and trade him and try and capitalize on that. How much more are you going to get based off of what you paid to get him not that long ago? The same, maybe, you know, maybe if you're lucky a little bit more, I doubt it. And in that case, you're right back at square one now having to try and replace that player in your production in your lineup where you're not going to be able to get that at that price point. Same thing with, with Lindholm, um, you know, if you're looking for someone to trade, like I, I, that's kind of the problem that I keep backing myself into when I go over this flames roster over and over again is there's not really anyone that you'd want to move in order to try and capitalize on that. Cause you're, you, hopefully you're bringing these pieces back next year with some additions, or maybe you're changing out the mix a little bit, but for the most part, the way their cap is structured, you know, now factoring in the massive Huberto extension and the Uyghur extension, um, the rest of it actually kind of fits pretty good. Well, and, and, the, and the guys that are expiring, I just don't think Jets. move the needle. Like you got Stone, Richie, Lewis, Lucic. Like those are all replacement level-ish guys. I don't know that you're getting anything with those guys, right? Go ahead, Rut. Well, I was just going to say, and I brought it up to you guys before. I wonder what Frank thinks. Of, like the Jets to me are like, is there any way the Flames can be the Jets? If they if if Markstrom recovers over the summer and going into next year, again, we're already talking about next year, which is sad. But Hellebuck's been lights out this year for the Jets and they look like an upper echelon team. Is that a possibility that the Flames go into next year tweaking a little bit, bit, but kind of sticking with the same thing in the hopes that Markstrom can make that extra save? That's what I would be hinging on if I was the Flames. I'd say, you know, 
they're not the only team that's been in that spot and been able to bounce back. Like it's, it's goaltending plus something else. And I don't know what that something else is. We've talked about this. I don't know if it's power play power play or, or if it's coach related or if it's chemistry related, whatever it is, something's off. And so you take the goaltending and that gets magnified a little bit more. There's something not right here. I don't know what it is, but got to figure out the root of that problem aside from the goaltending well, and fix it. it. It could be, but uh, so just because I know Daryl and I know the squeeze that he puts on guys, and I'm, I've been as hard as anyone on the Flames, and I don't like the way they operate, and I don't think that it's been a long-term plan and blah, blah, blah. But I did mention this the other day. If Markstrom had been making those extra saves and say you even had six to eight more points in the standings, all the stresses of even flights home after losses, like in Ottawa, that's a different feel. You're going home feeling good. You're not sitting on the planes playing with your thumbs, right? Like you're, you're intermingling on the plane and it's actually an enjoyable trip. And you say you could go home and you've had fun. If Markstrom has mixed in five more wins, which is not even should it be easy. He should have five more wins, but he's sieved out on it. If he has those saves, the whole demeanor of that organization and of that coach changes. Did, yeah, did you home say he sieved out? Yes. <laughs> that is that is outstanding, first off. Uh, I, I, I agree. I said last week on the show, somewhere between 8 to 12 points is the impact of Markstrom's play this year. That's home ice in the uh, Pacific, by the somewhere way. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. That's, That's winning the Pacific. Well, and, yeah. well, and, but, the, and, but the problem, it, it's it's that. But if you have those, I think it, everything I think changes. Eight points yeah. right? to six. The tone at practice. The tone at practice. Sixteen. Everything. Everything changes. And yeah, we're not asking what's wrong here. There's something we don't know. Well, it's winning. It's uh, you know someone's the best yeah. deodorant on earth. Winning. Winning helps chemistry. Contagious. Yeah, yeah. totally. Anyway, Does that make Daryl any less of a prick, though? Like at at the end of the day, I think it does because you can ignore a guy if you're having if you're winning. It's like screw off. We'll do what we want. If you're losing, it's like oh boy, here he goes again. Like it's Red talks about all the time. There's just he's already going to wear on you if you have him wearing on you and losses wearing on you. It's night and day. I'd, I'd think. Yeah, if you could go in the dressing room and goof around and look at the standings, and go okay, grumpy bear, whatever. <laughs> we're we're fine. We're still having fun, right? Like that's what you need to be able to do. Problem is, I don't know they've got the leadership that that handles him well or deals with it that way, and they don't have those points, and they can't go in the room and joke it off and laugh about it. And go, well, <laughs> the hell difference is it? Mean? He can yell all he wants. We're in second place. Like, yeah, but great. shouldn't they we're, have the leadership that manages that well? Like, uh, that's my many... biggest issue. That's my biggest issue. Milan Lucic and and Tyler Toffoli, like these guys know Lewis. Like they they've all played for him. Like if you can't manage daryl by now you're never going to be able to who can no, manage daryl i don't even know i mean if you're getting locked out after you win a cup it feels like even the teams that were good under him had managed him you know not eloquently perhaps just looking at the uh, rundown here frank I, I, for the uh sorry we're at the uh DFO live trade deadline edition show that's coming up on Getting March close. the 3rd. Uh, Mountain time, 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. on YouTube. And uh, just looking at the roster that you've put together here. Are we nine days out? Jeez. Yeremchuk, Sarah Valley, Alberta, McKenna, Rose Hill, Larkin, Blackburn. Got Alex producing. Oh, looks good. Looks good, Frank. Nothing, nothing else to see here. We'll let you know. Yeah, nothing. Oh, else look, to if see. the Flames were going to do anything, they'd have you on speed dial. I guess so. Yeah, Dean, I come guess on. So. They're I clearly so. in a holding pattern. Clearly, we know how Frank feels about the Flames' chances. You wouldn't bring on a Calgary guy on the trade deadline coverage. You ask him to work. This is quite something. I can't wait for it. Uh, no, <laughs> how was uh, so? You've been the Jazz. Give us the rundown of your air miles the last month. How about, yeah, just like a month ago, Feb, late Jan to end of Feb here. Yeah. It's six weeks, six different trips. It's been a haul, uh, Chicago, Edmonton over to Jasper, uh, all-star All -Star in Florida. Then I went to Phoenix. Where did I go? 
Oh, I went to Super Bowl as a fan, which I needed that trip like an absolute hole in my head. <laughs> I'm uh, sure your wife back, and I did the Buffalo Raleigh Buffalo back to Philly uh, weekend, which was that was too much. Oof. And tell them what your kids said about Buffalo. Oh yeah, he's like he was pissed that we were leaving. He was there for a tournament, and he was like, "I'm moving here." <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Is he a mucker? See ya. He got dirt under his nails. He loves Buffalo. Blue collar kid. I yeah. He like he's a grinder. I don't. I, yeah. I'm like good luck. Bud. Didn't get it from his old man. Hey Frank, good to talk yeah, to you, buddy. Right. Keep up the good work. Trending. I love it. Yeah, not for the right reasons. Yeah. See you guys. See you, buddy. There's Frank Saravalli. He had the photo of his kid just hammering a plate of wings. Looked delicious. Well, a kid likes wings. I mean, yeah. it's the wing capital of Earth, is it not? Right? Real good. If you like I'm wings, wings you're tonight, going. fellas. Get Are you? Wings. I'm getting wings tonight. Good for yep. you. Proud of you. I'm going to go to Elmo's. Elmo's. And uh, I'm so happy he pissed off Leaf fans. So happy. I love it. They looked good last night, though. It's the that. classic conversation that we have every year. When do you want the bottom to fall out? Because they're a playoff team. So they're making the playoffs. Better than that, yeah. Round one. Top five in the league. Two, like, do, you, do you want them out in a hurry? Do you want it to kind of get the, oh, now you finally won a round and then get bombed out in round two? I just, like, I can't even imagine the hype of them winning a round. Because it's, I mean, what are we talking about? Doug Gilmore? Like, it's been ages. We haven't seen that stupid Maple Leaf Square in the second round. Um, if they do get to round two, they're going to have to go through a very good Tampa club or someone that's outplayed Tampa down the stretch. I mean, it's it's going to feel like a cup victory in a Sunbelt market if they get to round two. It's going to be completely uh, mind-numbing and over the top. You're going to hate them more than you do today. I promise you both if they get to round two. I I don't care because I don't like the Leafs. Uh, I've, the only, I've got a bit of a soft spot, and everyone will be like, yeah, right. But I do have a soft spot for Geo. But is O'Reilly the piece that they were missing? Depends. There's a lot of mixed reviews on him. Like it hasn't been a great statistical season, but he's also been sewered yeah, by just line mates the and forward in general. I guess. Like I, I, I applauded them for getting Felino. I thought he was. I thought it was a good fit. So I don't know why I don't think uh, O'Reilly isn't going to be a good fit. But I just I feel like their weaknesses. It's kind of like the Oilers, where it's like you have enough up front. Yeah, I think it's D. I, I think it's talent. You've won. Yeah, you're physical. You can defend. I think the offense is a bonus for him. And if he plays with Marner, there's going to be offense. And then, that's just the way that Marner works. Yeah. And then I, I think D other, other news today, just on that note, Muzzin's been ruled out for the remainder of the regular season and the postseason. So that theoretically could open up LTIR space. I think they get a D. I don't think they're done here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I guess, my question is they maybe they're not finished. But I, when I look at that lineup, even before O'Reilly was there, I'm like, I don't see the need up front. As much as I think they needed to solidify their D, but what do I know? I don't pay much attention. I think that what they want is a big-minute guy that can play defense, and I don't know that Tavares, like, he can score, but I, I think he leaves you wanting more defensively. O'Reilly will not leave you wanting more defensively. That is not a stout D. Well, TJ Brody usually plays top pair there. They're swinging things around right now, and they're missing Sandine, who's been a good part for them, but, yes, they need to add a D. And Timmons has been found gold. Arizona couldn't play the guy, and he's been really good for them. They've extended him since. Um, yeah, they could use a D. I think like Luke Shen there makes sense to me. The thing about Ed, let's not talk about Leafs. Christ, let's move on. Jeez. There you go. Please, yeah. next. I want to tell you about the Hearing Loss Clinic, one of our new small. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sponsors, one of our new partners here on Barnburn. Listen up. In 1993, the Hearing Loss Clinic was founded with a simple mission to make a positive impact in people's lives. Uh, it's not really about hearing loss or hearing impairment. It's about allowing you to mix in social situations and not feel like you don't... Because you, your father has, has hearing impaired. And it, 
It, it does. It affects everything. Yeah, yeah. And everything that you do. Men and women of all ages, kids. It, that's kind of one of the misnomers. When we talk to Travis, he's like, you see these commercials and it's all these you know old people, old people. Like, you can be in your 20s, 30s, 40s totally. and not necessarily anything that's happened. Just that's what happens. Just happens. Some people need glasses when they're young. Some people need glasses when they're old. Why would it be any different with hearing, right? Serious health risks have been linked to untreated hearing loss. Even if you, you, you don't know, because how do you know? Do I hear as good as you? Do you hear as good? You don't know. Go get, a, go get an assessment done, would you? Four Calgary locations, Shaughnessy, University District, Northwest in the Crowfoot Business Center, and the North Hill Professional Offices. I will be going by for my visit uh, before too long. As uh, Red, your, your headphones are too loud. Your headphones are he too loud. He has been saying that for about a decade. Yeah. Oh. And they were loud for at least 10, 15 prior before to that, that too. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, Can you imagine trying to live with me, by the way, with all the... It's the only time I wish my hearing was worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Jesus. Like, I, I could... I, this is my son. I don't know anything about him. I always see his mouth moving. And uh, he tried to explain a joke to me once. It took 10 minutes and I didn't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Hearingloss.ca. That is the website. Go and check it out. Uh, you won't, It's not going to help you, but tell them we sent you. You know, I heard on Barnburner about... Uh, you know, that's, that's why. Do I get anything extra? Is there a gift or anything? There won't be. You know what they'll do? They'll you, ask. Like, you know the problem with the flames. They got to put this. Yeah, you can do that. that. That'll happen when you do that. On Twitter, at The Hearing Loss. Instagram, The Hearing Loss Clinic is their social media. Now, what did you say? Listen up or listen what? Listen up. Listen up. Yeah. So for Listen Up this week... It was this day, and I, uh, I didn't realize it popped up, and any time, it's convenient, I guess, that Rhett's in Buffalo, but any time we can play Rick Jenneret. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites of all time, one of the greatest of all time, and it was February 22nd in 2007. This was a classic. We're going to let this one breathe. Here is the great Rick Jenneret at the controls of an unforgettable match between the Sabres and the Iowa Senators. Sabres sending out Howie. Careful, Alex. It's the sense. Just, yeah. you know, easy easy does it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he's not going to want to play it. Is that how it's going to go? He should be all right. Pushing and shoving, going before the puck is ever dropped between Heatley and Coletta. Coletta. Mears is out there as well, and Mayer at center ice. And Mayer trying to go after Spencer. Spencer doesn't want anything to do with it. Played back into the line. And Classic. Holy. As uh, everybody got into it. Now, that was sparked. It was kind of a high hit on Chris Drury. So then Lindy sends out those fellas. Those some fellas. Peters there. and Coletta. And you've talked about Coletta off Ooh. and on retro. Well, and what's Colette, great, it's, you can see it's Ray Emery. It's Coletta Day here in Buffalo. What? Is it? Yes, it's actually Pat Coletta Day in Buffalo. Well, they know what they're doing with whoever makes those dates. Yeah, get after them. And Ray, I don't understand the where's Big Earn? Like, who was on the Sens tough guys there? Because they didn't have anyone out there. Well, is it visitor, pre-meal or what? It's in, it's in Buffalo visitor change. If he's not expecting Lindy oh to throw the, the tough guys over, then he may not. And again, I don't, wow. I'm guessing Big Earn was there at that time. But you, you can see Emery loves it. 
he's smiling. And then, it's, and then of course, Peters goes over. I'm going to fight the goalie. And poor Ray's got all the equipment in the world on, and he's tough as nails. We've seen Ray Emery throw him. Oh, yeah. He just got a, one of Peters' hands on his chest for a second. He can't do a thing. And hey, you know what? Marty Biron, good on you. Yeah. Right? I mean, preach. That's, that's not a fight you're going to win. It was, it was like it was Talbot, like, and uh, Talbot coming to center ice. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay, I'm not going to win this, but I got I to gotta show it for my boys. There you go. Listen up. A presentation of Hearing Loss Clinic. Here in the city, they have, I th- they have like nine in kind of southern Alberta and into uh, BC, over Fernie area and that. If you have issues with your hearing or just to get checked out, do it today. Hearingloss.ca is the website. Great one. So what do you do? What do you do for uh, Pat Coletta Day? How do you celebrate that? Snake bite. Snake bites. What were the snake bites again? Remind us. Wasn't that tequila and and hot sauce? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we did the prairie fire here. That's like a buffalo equivalent. No, that was a prairie fire. What's a prairie fire? No, prairie fire is rye, I believe. Or is it tequila? Prairie fire is tequila with Tabasco in it. Yeah, I'm Googling here. Anyway, delicious. Um. Now, before we move on to the uh, the Pinder report, I'm not going to say that this is sponsored uh, by anybody. But do you remember? It was week one or week two of the show, and we had the swear jar, and we all kind of tested. We dipped our toes in in this new environment with the ability to just say what we want, and then you went way overboard. Don't say it, but you went way overboard. I'll see you next Tuesday. And we took issue and umbrage with it. And then all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, Ozzy Brad. Our boy. Came out of the woodwork to defend you. Thank you. And say that the C-bomb is actually in, in Australia. It's almost a term of endearment. It's nothing, right? So he came in. There he is. Look at that. Yeah. This I received yesterday. It's an update from our boy, Ozzy Brad from his man cave. Let's hear him. Hey, Matt. Pinned up, red truck, back in the man cave. Right? You blokes gotta understand how pumped I am to see bloody Rob Kerr back on radio. Or back on this bloody shit that we call a um, podcast thing. I still think I'm on the Nokia 3210 right now. But it's a little bit of an update from down here, you cunts. I've got my little dog here. We've got Trigger. Trigger. I've got this dog. He's a beautiful dog, mate. But I'll tell you blokes, pumped to see Rob Kerr. I'm really excited to get you blokes every day. And Curry, every now and then, mate, you blokes keep punching. Don't put this on the fucking uh, socials. Good to see you boys. And I am high as a kite. <laughs> Good on you, Rick. <laughs> yeah, Aussie Brad. Aussie Brad, one in. of our boys. Got the- Trigger. He got, does look Doug, a little high there now that he mentions it. Yeah. yeah. Doug is going to Doug W is going to Australia next week. Come on. You got to connect him. I might have to jump in. <laughs> Where is he in Oz? He no looks idea. like quite a setup there. Yeah, well, he's got this because uh, on, on the first, he's got this. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. He's got uh, the tin roof, but it's huge. And it actually, you can see where, where Trigger was standing. There yeah. was a set of doors. Those open wide. Oh, yeah, everything opens wide. There. Big the breeze through. So yeah. that's, our, uh, that's our boy, Ozzy Brad down under, who's a big Flames fan and uh, following the show. Happy to Excited have Curry. Curry. Yeah. There you go. Don't put this on the. I watched social. that last night. You and. Boom and Kerr yesterday on Kerr Boom on the YouTube's on the couch last night. Yeah. Nice, I, but I didn't recognize Boom. He didn't have his shades on. Boom cat, no shades. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> less lights. Uh. Kerr Kerr needs lights now. That's how that goes. Uh-huh. Uh, just a game. Rob Kerr is, uh, of course, spent decades. He was full Kerr yesterday. I, there's no easing in. Oh, there's, there's, this is like um, getting out. Of the car on the freeway. It's yeah. full speed here. We're, there's no playground zone to start here. This was full car. Well, why don't we have fun? And like, he's telling you what's yeah, going on. Just a young stallion. You open yes. the barn doors and he's just randy. You're not nope. putting him back in. He's out again. So just the game with Rob Kerr, new to Flames Nation. Rob, of course, no, no stranger to anybody that's listened to sports radio in this town for the last 20, 30 years. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to be able to watch it on YouTube, download onto your your listening Wherever. device, 
Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you do there. And I believe retro today. Got some legends coming. Peter Marr will be joining Rob Kerr. They spent. I've told you. Hours and hours. Six months we should have Peter Marr on. <laughs> I do, I do. He goes against Peter Marr. It'll be great. Did you oh. give him that idea? No, no, those two guys are tight. Two legends on just the game with Rob Kerr today. So that is, that's must listen to. So you, again, sit on the couch tonight when you're in intermissions, when you're not uh, watching that. When the Flames get up 6 nothing after 40, you go ahead and throw on just a game at the intermission. Coyote match tonight. Let's do the Pinder Report, shall we? Lots going on. Pinder Report is a presentation of Village Honda. Get ready for the all-new 2023 Honda Accord. It's the all-new generation, redefining sophistication, sleek styling. That's my favorite kind of styling, frankly. Unsleek styling, not so much. No, sleek like, styling, let's lump, go. Lumpy and, no, no, sleek. I want sleek styling. Can't wait. Village Honda, Northwest Auto Mall, villagehonda.com. You can hit the QR code there if you're watching and you see the number, 403-407-2021. When it actually warms up and this, all this, this deep freeze is done, you're going to need some detailing too. You'll tell us well, more and, about that. And you know what? This is this is a great time to go and test drive a vehicle. Huh? These are these are the you conditions. See how you want it, uh, totally. You got to live here. Well, how's this thing going to do in the oh, winter? Hello, winter here. Check me out. 20, 22 degrees in June. Yeah, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, what yeah. about when it's bitterly cold in February? Give her a go. For Village Honda, it's the Bender Report. Yeah, and before we get to some of the lesser important news, um, frantically been Googling, a snakebite shot is made of Yukon Jack and Rose's Lime Juice Cordial. Is it, how do you say cordial? Yeah, I don't know. Is that cordial? Cordial, yeah. That's, that's the, the snakebite. Right. Yeah, lime Juice and uh, Yukon Jack. So there, that's, that's what Patrick Coletta Day. So tip of the cap to all you. Hey, guys, do you remember a year ago? Do you? Do you? Mm. I don't know. I feel like time's kind of bent on us here with the pandemic and such. I recall around a year ago, there being like, you could go to the dome, but it was half full. There was no booze. They had a bunch of games canceled in December. They had to make them all up. Here's the flames a year ago, Dean. If you want to feel good. I do. They had just reeled off 10 wins in a row. First in the Pacific Division. And if you look at that record at the bottom, subtracting those 10 wins, 13 months ago, they weren't that great. They were probably just fine. This was quite a heater they got onto uh, as the winter crashed upon them in January, February last year. Yeah, because they got shut down for COVID. They'd make up all those games. Came back and other teams were battling with it a little bit, but they had their whole team shut down. The whole team came back and they feasted yeah, on other teams. They sure did. Uh, this year, not so much, Dean. It's not 10. Uh, there is one thing going well. They, they have a zero-game winning streak uh, heading into tonight's action. But one line that uh, we've loved since they got put together and has carried this team to the non-consecutive victories that they've had since <laughs> then. Backlund, Manchapani, and Coleman. 16 games ago, it was in St. Louis where they finally said, this is the line, we're sticking with it. They've stuck with it since. Here are the numbers, courtesy our boy Robert Munnick. Of uh, five on five scoring. Backland, 18 4 9 against. Look at Coleman, 17 4 5 against. That line is carrying this team. We need some other lines to get going here. Top line, kind of okay. Third line, what are you doing? Second line, who's this? Kadri, Uberto, pull up your socks. Let's go. Line's been good. Has been good. Uh, you know who's back, and I'm really excited. To ho I hope we see him because he's, I mean, he's an undeniable force of nature. Walker Deer! Walker Deer! Walker Deer! Walker Deer! Back! Yes! Now, it's a result of some bad news. Michael Stone is being placed on IR, oh, which yeah. means a minimum 10-day stay, retroactive to when he was hurt, which was against the Rangers on Saturday. So they got a speedy winger that'll run into things that I thought added some energy to the lineup, and I haven't been overwhelmed or enamored with the fourth line, whether it's Ruzichka or Richie in playing with Lewis and Lucic. How about a little Walker Deer for you, Redster? I'll take me some Walker Deer. Absolutely. I like more the Walker of it, please. More Walker Deer. Double Deer? Double Deer on the rocks, please. Mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm, yeah. Rounded Durs. Rounded Durs, yeah. Durs on me. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Arizona, boys, uh, this is supposed to be a lost year where, hey, maybe Connor Bedard will 
sell 4,600 seats a night next year because they're going to win the lottery. Well, hang on, not so fast. Nine games in a row they have not lost. Longest streak in the NHL. And, uh, of course, on the night that they play the Flames, uh, look at the prominent role Yusuf Alamaki has played over that nine-game stretch. Of course, they've sat down Chikrin, uh, trying to get it. Expendable. For some teams, yes, but uh, one man's expendable former first-round pick is another team's first defenseman when they sit chickering before they trade him. Um, 22-44 a night. This At least is... they got Mackey. Oh. No. No. Could we have you so back, please? Did you keep the receipt? Damn it. Well, what did that they get? A... What did they get I'm in that trade? Okay, that, so that's yeah, fine. What, no, sure, sure. Salamaki's no, been this great. this is fair. You right? get, and, and sometimes you need time to, to weigh it out. What did they get back for you? So Valimaki? Valimaki's been great. Yeah. What did, what they did the get? Flames get back for Valimaki? That's it right there. Everything you heard. Are you asking me? <laughs> it was waivers. That's the joke, right? They didn't get shit for oh, yeah. a guy that's playing 23 Cap space. Not Tom really. Dundon would be proud. Not much more cash space no. than they would have got for no. <laughs> freaking no. Connor Mackey. Oh, shit. Couple hundred grand? Get out of here. Uh, oh, boy. Not the best. I mean, he it? was a first overall. And, you know, first rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Work, work with him. Oh, yeah. First rounder. He wouldn't want to work with them. I mean, only two years ago, he was going to be your corner piece on defense. But, I mean, yeah. Well, and if you can let him go, pick between a coach and a. Young 20-year-old defenseman. Shitty attitude. Yeah, obvious. It's like Mark Savard. You keep the coach, get rid of the player. Uh, Good luck to you, so perhaps not tonight for Flames fans, but good luck to him. Uh, Here's something we can all get behind. It will be on Tuesday of next week, the Flames play Boston, and they will be unveiling their, uh, wearing their practice, sorry, their warm-up jerseys. You know how they're doing this, certain events. It's Black History Month, and check out the jerseys honoring Jerome Ginla. The goat of Flames hockey. So there's the there's the look. They're going to wear these just for warm up, and we're seeing it all the time. We saw the Lunar New Year. We've seen Pride jerseys, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, zoom in on this now. We look at this. So there's outlines of the trophies Jerome's won. There's all kinds of numbers that signify massive achievements in his career. The five twenty five would obviously be the goals as a member of the Calgary Flame. Ten ninety five, I imagine, would be points or games. The trophies. This is pretty cool. And then uh, they've also shown there's. Uh, the big tree that, of course, uh, part of his name is uh, tied to as well. That's part of this. Anyway, the textile pattern represents a blend of traditional Yoruba symbolism along with milestone accomplishments from Aginla's career. Kudos to the Flames. That looks cool. Yeah, and they got uh, that. Yeah, the big tree. I think the big tree. There it is. There. The shoulder. Uh... Yes, because uh, the loose translation of Aginla, the surname, is big slash mysterious tree in Yoruba, which... Uh, I'm not fluent in. I have a feeling those are going to look unbelievable in person. Yes. I like those. You put those on the shoulder any day. Those look good right there. Big tree. Let's go. NHL news. Light schedule tonight. We mentioned Flames and Yotes. It is a 7.30 start. Keep an eye on that. And we are doing afterburner. Apologies in advance. No one's bribed us enough. 6-0 and when we don't do afterburner. And yet I've been offered high fives. Nothing financial. Can't wait. Zero flights. Um, no gold bars. <laughs> We haven't had uh, huge sums of money dropped in our bank accounts. Do people really want us to stop doing these? Like, we're, we're asking for bribes here, people. Let's go. Huh? 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 Tonight, another rousing edition of Afterburner. Careful. Careful? Which we will be doing on location. From the Gray Eagle. Gray and Eagle. Someone wants to bribe us enough. I'll sit at Stage Bar and hammer yeah, long know, necks and watch the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to not do Afterburner if someone... Well, and remember, it's the $12 thing. That's right. Oh, geez. That's right. $12. Two things, $12. You can either have wings and pitchers for $12, or you can give away wings and have a pitcher for $12. Up to you. Both for $12. Up to you. We'll see you at the stage bar. See you at the stage bar. Uh, Last night, some history as the Oilers. Now, have you seen this before? Two power play goals to get themselves back in the game. Wow. And uh, some history made with one puck. One puck. As uh, there it is. 800th point of Connor McDavid's career. 700th point of Leon Dreisaitl's career. We can have a look at the look video. Look at their eyeballs. Like, they, look, they look like androids. It Just, looks like McDavid's been uh, he's being held hostage. He looks like, a, he looks like well. your cat when you get it jacked up on catnip. His 
Freaking yeah. pupils are a mile wide. Settle down, McDavid. 1,500 points and three series wins combined in okay. their time together in Edmonton. It's tough to talk shit right now. Look, <laughs> look at them. Blink twice if you're in trouble, the hockey Connor. player takes the We don't the have picture. the best player in the world on our team, so we can I know. How do you talk shit? Well, I mean, yes. he should have six I am also good at the what hockey. What are you doing? Jeez. Sir. And uh, how fast did McDavid get from 700 to 800? Because I feel like we did one of these like yeah, this yeah. year or like really recently. Uh, really quick, apparently, Rhett, as uh, what, 50-some games ago, he eclipsed 700 points. So, yeah, there it is. It only oh, took okay. him. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, 58 yeah. games to go from 70, 700 to 800. That's that's really quick. Yeah, he's so he'll be at 1,000 by next Tuesday, I think. His See you next Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> Dylan Larkin's getting a fine, fellows. The maximum allowable oh, amount yeah. under the oh, CBA. I hope he can. 5K. It's about goddamn time. You take that parking ticket and you learn your lesson. Dirty, rotten. That's right. That's why he hasn't Damn signed rotten. yet. Because he's a. F- well, and now that he's, he's lost his money, he's going to have to grind him for more money in the next contract. Constantly running afoul of yes. the rules. Yes, speaking of running afoul of the rules. Uh, Kale McCarr out again, fellas. Uh, a collision against St. Louis down the tunnel. Another concussion. This is not good for the defending champs and for the Calgarian. Head coach Jared Bednar confirms that, yep, concussion protocol. Second time in, what, uh, two weeks here, a week? And interestingly, despite grabbing his head after a collision where, you know, guy coming right back from concussion, concussion spotter didn't want to see him. It was... Uh, his own well. So these concussion spotters, apparently you have to have a lobotomy and then you go out and look for concussions because the guy grabbing his head who just came back from a concussion issue, no flags here. Continue. Nothing to what see here. What a gig right. this. What a gig I this know. is. There is no expectations. Just do whatever. made of you yeah. at all. You just ask. Did you not? Hey, whatever you feel hey, like. Hey, concussion spotter guy, did you not think to bring up a car? Oh, I was I was dropping a deuce. What happened? What did I miss? Yeah, sorry. Oh, he got clunked while you're... Oh, shit. Oh, it's too late now. He's continuing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's the story. It's got to be something like that. Right? Deuce. It's like, oh, it's on social media. They Major said he was funny. Major Tutty. Oh, uh, taking a shit. You know who's still good at hockey? And this isn't surprising to anyone. Uh, Connor Bedard is, fellas. He's still very, very good. Here's the look at... Um, this Bedard stuff is overblown. <laughs> uh, here's how overblown it is. He's got 105 points in 42 games and leads the WHL scoring race, which I'm sure has lots of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds in it, of which he is none, um, that one by me. 24 points. That's good. Hot take. This is so Connor Bedard, meh. Rhett Warner. <laughs> Holy I mean, shit. He, he's, he's got zero NHL points. I will give Rhett that. It's uh, it's quite something. Those numbers, like that's that's and not supposed to happen when you're 17. And what's happening at the bottom of the standings now? Because some teams are fucking it up for themselves. Well, Chicago's screwing it up. Arizona's screwing yeah. it up. There's a lot of people screwing this up, Rhett. If if we want Connor Bedard, they think he's overblown. Or it's, it's overblown too. Yeah, they, they yeah, that's they that's see it. The yeah. value in <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Arizona Plus, took a Gary peek. Wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Anaheim last place. Columbus tied with them has played one fewer game. So careful with that game in hand, Columbus. Chicago now two points out of top spot in the inverse standings. San Jose six and Arizona eight. Now tied with Vancouver. Zona, settle down. There is no tanking in the NHL. I I don't know. I don't like uh, Columbus. I don't like... Pacific time. I don't like a 4,600-seat arena. Chicago's the only place this works for me, fellas, out of the bottom seven teams. Well, I'll there. let them know. Jeez. It's got to be fixed, right? Put them where we want them. Uh, okay, we'll move along. Overrated. Finally, overrated. Um, I like this. I thought of Rhett. It was a Sabres tie-in. Imagine this playing out. You're in a hospital bed. You've suffered a head injury worse than Kale McCars. You've just come out of a coma. So let's... Uh, Let's have a peek at this scenario. Uh, nurse, you've been in a coma since 2018. Ryan O'Reilly and Jack Eichel each scored hat-tricks in Buffalo for the Sabres, right? Oh. Uh, no, there's been a lot of change there. That would be a... Imagine that, eh? Yeah. O'Reilly and Eichel on the same yeah. team. They must have just... Whoosh, banner, whoosh, banner, whoosh, banner. How did that... Now, 
the O'Reilly one. To St. Louis for yeah. Tage Thompson, a first rounder, Sabotka, and the guy that went back to Sweden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The two, two uh, euros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Berglund. Berglund. Patrick Berglund. Thank you. Berglund. Yeah. And that, that's the year St. Louis wins the cup. So they're last place early January. It looks like that first rounder with Tage Thompson could be first overall or at least in the lottery. Instead, St. Louis rallies, wins the cup. It's 32nd pick or 31st pick that year, 30th, whatever it was. Number of teams would be the year before. You know Vegas. what, though? Both of the unwinnable spots. You got Tage Thompson. You got Alex Tox, Peyton Krebs. Yeah. You could do worse. I think all three of those teams, the Sabres twice, Vegas once, and St. Louis once, do those deals again. I mean, it, they can't all be the return you get for the like Bo Meester and Aginla. It can't all be like the, the return you get for when you move Gio and Valimaki, right? That's your Pinder report, Dino. Brought to you by Village Honda. Detailing packages starting at only $79.95. Protect your vehicle from the harsh elements of winter and book your detailing today. It's a great idea. All right. It's a great idea. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we are going to have Ask Rhett Ooh. for Hope Street. Get your questions in. I got a question. Ask <laughs> the email. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You have a question for Ask Rhett? Self? Ask Rhett at flamesnation.ca is the email address again askret at flamesnation.ca yeah send one in hey me sausages or bacon uh, <laughs> trick question both <laughs> how drunk should I get tonight lots <laughs> lots really lots totally <laughs> me and me and Ozzy whatever his yeah Ozzy Brad Cook the goose and Oz. You'd love and that. yes, I'm high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure because I'm like, is that just a nasty, thick accent? Or is he right effed up? Oh, he's got a heavy Aussie Thank accent there. Brian, yeah, I needed to hear it a couple of times, actually. You beauty. You beauty. One more time. One more time on the way out. Crikey. No, not that. Crikey. Ozzy Brad. I want to hear Ozzy Brad one more time. Can we do that one, Alex? Yeah. There he is. Boomer, Pinder, Retro, back in the man cave. Right? You blokes can understand how pumped I am to see bloody Rob Kerr back on radio or back on this bloody shit that we call a um, podcasting. I still think I'm on the Nokia 3210 right now. But a little bit of an update from down here, you can't. I've got my little dog here. We got Trigger. I got this dog. He's a beautiful dog, mate. But I tell you, blokes, pumped to see Rob Kerr. I'm really excited to get you blokes every day and Curry every now and then, mate. You blokes keep punching. Don't put this on the fucking uh, socials. Good to see you, boys. And I am high as a kite. I love it. <laughs> How good. Good on you, retro. High as a kite. What a retro. High as a Keep cut. punching. Keep punching. Uh, Betway Bets of the Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A presentation of Betway. Get the Betway app. Be responsible. Be 18. Be in Ontario. Uh, mostly responsible, for sure. Bet the responsible way uh, with Betway. Flames are in Arizona tonight to take on the Coyotes at the Mullet Arena. <laughs> First visit, right? Yep. First visit to the Mullet Arena. We'll be there live, right? Yeah, we'll be there. Good, Good. planning. Yep. Um, Rather than pick winners, I'm going to go this way. I've been Ooh. impressed with Mr. An Andrew Magipani. Uh Starting to see, starting to look. Yeah, man. Like the guy we thought, you know, that whole thing. Anytime goal, plus 175. He's yeah. around it. He is around it. And over two and a half shots. I like that. Minus 118. Now, you don't get to pick. They have all that kind of pre-sorted for you. Game. They picked uh, two and a half as the over-under. So I'll take the over two and a half shots for Magipani tonight. All right. I like where your head's at. I looked at the Manjapani numbers there. I just found something I liked even more. The Arizona Coyotes have gone to overtime five of their last six games and six of their last eight. Flames have gone beyond regulation two of their last four. Look, it might not happen, but plus 350, it's better odds than that of happening with these two clubs. One goal Kings and Mr. and Mrs. Overtime, the Yotes. Also, I like Jonathan Huberto for an assist or more. Paying plus 115. Wouldn't hurt if that power play did, you know, uh, what is it? Um, something tonight. I'm, I'm all for you winning, but 
the fact that we're doing Afterburner, yeah. I'd, I'd like not there to be overtime or a shootout. I understand, but it's not about you, Dean. Yeah. It's about the green. We will be at the Greagle tonight, the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. We'll be watching and then doing Afterburner from on top of the bar. Yeah, they do. As I said, usually yeah. under. you're under it. Yeah. You, we will be on top of it. Front, behind, under, over is new. Yeah. And the other thing, not only the overall record stinks, it's a skid too. Because the two wins we have came early. Did they not? Well, and it was Columbus in extra time and, and St. Louis after you'd crapped your pants the night before in St. or two nights prior in St. Louis. Like neither of them were very They were and oof. they were all beat up. They had no one in the lineup even St. That's right. A lot of overtimes uh on the old burner, I'll tell you that, fellas. Do swing by though. We'll be at the stage bar. Twelve bucks for the uh, pitcher and wing special during it's the game special. So they got you once the game starts, get in. Will I be giving away free wings tonight? I hope not. Okay. I would like you just to you can have one of each and okay. be happy with that. Yeah, sure. I I don't just don't even send the wings. I don't I hear I want some wings. Yeah, that's that's my partner. I didn't get my check for the uh, the marketing of leaving the truck there overnight last time we were there. That's gonna do it. Big billboard. Just the game with Rob Kerr. Barn burner tomorrow. After burner tonight. Brett. Brett. Toronto sucks, and so do the Oilers. See you tomorrow, buddies. See you tonight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.